When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. People Power has led the day and led the charge and won the day again. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll keep you across the tribunal news as it comes to hand and the latest on the Frio Brisbane schedule change. Of course, time on your say on the news of the day. one 736 Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to Time On. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your say on the news of the day. Temper Tech 0433981116. Temper is a mattress like no other. Let's start with the item that's been on the agenda from us here, but also for you uh, as the fan. The tradition that was taken away Thursday night teams. It didn't come back uh, after last year's COVID-challenged uh, season. And we all wondered why. Uh, something that it was of small consequence to the teams and to the clubs themselves. Uh, they were pandered to by the AFL to continue to be able to put the teams out 24 hours before their game. And the disruption it's caused to your weekly routine, to your footy tipping, to your super coach, maybe to your punt, uh, and to people buying the newspaper on a Friday, you name it. Uh, it upset us and unsettled us. Uh, and finally, people power has its way. Let's relive a little bit of how this unfolded. We are sitting here now. It is 29 minutes past three. It's just over 24 hours away. We don't know the teams yet. That's ridiculous. This is doing the fans a disservice. This is actually, at a time when we're all about engagement, this is cutting... Uh, a line between the fans of teams and engaging in the game. The clubs quite like the flexibility last year. Only had named it the night before, and so I think that's one thing they aren't going to bring back anytime soon. I suspect they won't come back at all. They had the captains they run this on, morning. They know the team three days yeah. before the game. Yeah, it's actually really unfair on people who follow the game. Not having those on a Thursday night. It's more than a. We love this. We've always had this. It, this is profoundly impacting the way we think about the games. And it, it's such a pity. It's such an unnecessary change. It suits the clubs. We'll bugger the clubs. The AFL need to do something about, what? about the naming of the teams. They're coming out too late. There are fans out there that are involved in tipping competitions right across right across the spectrum. Mm. And we need to know who's playing. So the AFL, sometimes we're all about the people. That's why we've gone back to a day grand final, because that's what the people want. Well, 
13,313 people pretty much want Thursday night teams back. It certainly has. People power has spoken, and we found out through the most unlikely of sources today, but this is Lions CEO Greg Swan speaking to Dwayne Russell on Dwayne's World earlier on. We did have a discussion today. We have we have a weekly hookup, and I think uh, the good thing is the, the bit of a demand for the teams to come out on a Thursday night. It's a separate issue, but something that's a bit the same. It's been a tradition, and I think... The AFL is looking to bring that back in, so and the clubs were all all fine with that. So yeah. So as of this week, we'll get the teams on a Thursday. I'm not, I'm not sure how quickly they're going to do it, but they're certainly heading down that path. So yeah. So Greg Santa Claus Swan has delivered the gift that we're all hoping to get. It might sound like a small thing for some. But for others, it was a big deal. It, it, it was important. It meant something to them about the way that they engage and the way that they get their week of footy and their weekend of footy sorted. And just as we saw with the Super League, and I'm probably not putting it on the same scale as the Super League in world football, but just as we saw there here, we have seen that the people have spoken. You have called us every day to talk about this the AFL itself put up a poll with over 13,000 people voted and 94 or 5% of people said yes, they want the teams on a Thursday night. So as much as we uh, are quick to jump and point the finger at the AFL and say you're doing the wrong thing and then wonder whether or not they're even listening or hearing us, uh, Greg Swan confirms that they have heard, they have listened, and a decision will come. Mark Robinson in the Herald Sun reporting that he has official confirmation from a spokesperson at the AFL that it will change, maybe not this week, but certainly next week. So it is great news for footy fans today. For some, it's inconsequential, but for so many, it meant something. And there are just times when you want to feel like you're being heard. So today, even though we haven't heard it from the AFL just yet, Rest easy knowing that you have been heard. Ross is in East Melbourne. Hello to you, Ross. Yeah, g'day, Sammy. I was going to say, um, it's good to have the teams out on Thursday night again because, as you say, that's when a lot of people actually look at who's playing and they do tips or their super coach or whatever they want to do. They want to have a punt. But just quietly, why has it taken, what, seven rounds this season? Or, you know, we're now going to round eight and they're saying it might not even happen this weekend. I mean, this is something that's not like... It's not like you've got to. Uh, I mean, it's not like you've got to, you know, change the world here. This is something that can just be done. Like, just announce your teams on Thursday night. If you're playing on Sunday, announce the squad. Like, how how hard is that to do? And secondly, um, I just want to know of those like thirteen and a half thousand people that voted on Twitter. I was one of them that voted for yes. Who actually voted <laughs> no? Like, who, who actually thinks that, who, who actually thinks it's a good idea? Ross, I'll put it this, this way. There's a lot of people that don't, you know, you might follow a, you know, a particular team. Everyone, you know, probably has a side they follow, but they're interested to see what other players and other clubs are doing. You might not know if they're playing on the weekend because they, they might play on a Sunday, your team might play on a Friday, and you just tuned out of it. Like, it's just it's just madness that we got to this point. But common sense prevails finally at AFL headquarters. You know, the, a broken clock is bright by today down at AFL HQ, so I'm glad about that. 
No, uh, Ross, I saw a couple of people, I looked at that on Twitter as well, I saw a couple of people who commented under and said, I accidentally clicked no, how do I change my vote? So I reckon from the handful of no votes they got, I'm I'm suggesting that several of those would have been accidentally. Uh, But it is wonderful to see. And look, I'm with you, I don't understand why it's taken so long. I think there's a few things that are happening this this year that we've seen where um, the AFL is trying to curry favour with the clubs in a, in a lot of different aspects. I don't know if it's just in the hope that they'll play the style of football that they're so keen on them to play. I'm not really sure. We're, we're casting aspersions and drawing long bows, but it certainly does feel this year like there's been a uh, maybe an over-pandering, I, I suppose, um, and in, in the way that certain things have come about. So this is great to see that... Uh, and. For the fans who feel like they are not heard and they're not listened to, and you heard Kane in that audio talking about, well, you've put it back to a day grand final because you, you, you're saying you're trying to give people some semblance of normal. Well, this was the normal, wasn't it? And off the text, that's coming through loud and clear uh, as well. Sam, people power is on the march. The recent fiasco with the European Super League has shown the weight of numbers and common sense prevails. Great to have Thursday teams back. That's from Aaron in Chewett Hill. Sam, one of life's little joys for a footy nuffy is getting Friday's paper pouring through the teams, the ins and outs, with the weekend just around the corner. Uh, cheers, Swampy. Absolutely agreed. Um, even for us, you know, we're, we're trying to help and we're trying to have discussions about games that are coming up, and we're guessing who might come in and, and who might come out. You know, the, the, the websites now are writing articles on who they are a predicting might come in and out for teams rather than just getting a Thursday night, the teams land, you get a bit excited, you have a look, you start to circle who you might be going, do you put your tips in with? And what, what the chaos it's probably caused, and you can tell me, has it has it prevented you from doing, have you just pulled out a super coach? Has it got all too difficult? Because you, you lock your team in and then all of a sudden you find that three, four, five players have, are not actually playing that you weren't even aware that there was a question mark over, just like Hawthorne, you know, last week. Has it stopped you from tipping? I mean, even like me, I grew up in Bendigo and, and you'd head down to the local on a Friday to wherever you were putting your tips in, whatever footy, whatever pub you were doing your footy tipping at. I don't know what effect that it's had. It might not have had any, but I reckon there has been an effect that it's had for people around the place, not just because they'd prefer it, but maybe there's been an even more substantial effect on the way in which that's been felt by different people, different pubs, different whatever. Maybe even in your own office. No one's really bought in this year and it was something that brought you and the people around your office or your work site together. Just little tiny things. So it's great to see. It's uh, it, it's not the biggest story of the day, but it's certainly, I think, maybe the feel-good story of the day. Uh, to a more serious um, uh, set of circumstances, the IPL has suspended uh, has been suspended as the COVID count increases. As it stands, three franchises have been implicated with positive cases. So the IPL chairman, uh, Brijesh Patel, said that the decision was made for the safety of all stakeholders as the number of cases in the tournament bubble continues to rise by the day. So Pete Lawler was on with uh, Jared Waitley earlier on today and spoke about the frustrations of the Australian players that are in the bubble over there. The cricketers are very agitated. To have that door slammed on them, slammed clothes on them. It's hard to imagine what that would be like as an Australian citizen to be over there. And even though they didn't want necessarily want to come home, to have it slammed shut and then told you'd be thrown in jail if you did try and come home, it's got to rattle you a little bit, doesn't it? He also spoke about uh, the ordinary Australians, so not ordinary, but the, the non-players, uh, non-playing or non-cricketing Australians who are over 
uh, in India. Interesting and understandable that it's around the cricketers, but I think people lose a little bit of perspective on the morality of this. I mean, there are a lot of very ordinary people in India. There are thousands and thousands of Australians in India who aren't on the big bucks, who can't who can't pay for a charter flight home uh, like that. But they are e- as equally affected as the cricketers. So, Peter Lawler with Jared Waitley earlier on today, sen.com.au for the full chat. Uh, Dom's in Burwood. He wants to speak about the IPL. G'day, Dom. Yeah, a couple of points here. I don't think they really had much choice. Mm. But, I mean, for the cricketers and everything, I mean, the throwing in jail was the ridiculous part and they've come out that's never going to happen. But they're no different to people who went over to England that had holidays, that we stopped it from there, that can't get back. So it's a bit like in you just take the risk of going there and if it turns to S.A. Josh Eisenhausen, as it has, well, I think you've just got to deal with And just a quick one, just on the teams, the most ridiculous thing, Sunday games, you never got the teams until about 6.30 on the Saturday night, which was absolutely insane. And it's good to see that... Um, the AFL are listening to the fans and the two people you never listen to when it comes to the game are the coaches and you listen to the fans in regards to things like that. And that's, I think that's a really good point. Uh, thank you, Dom. Appreciate the call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. So there's a couple of big cases at the tribunal tonight as well. And the first of which from an AFL point of view is Bailey Fritch, uh, who was given a week for a high fend um, on Tom Powell, um, saw him go down in that game. Uh, been a bit of discussion on that today, but Alan Richardson from the Melbourne Footy Club was on SEN today and spoke about why they're challenging that one-week ban tonight. Yeah, we totally respect the AFL's want to protect the head. We not only respect it, we support it, but we just think the circumstances in this case were circumstances that really did lead to the to the contact of the head from from Fritter, um, and that's as you just mentioned just mentioned that um, the push from track behind just changed the whole dynamic of the of the situation that uh, you know Bailey thought he was going into, and so in no intent, but um, yeah, that's that's fundamentally the uh, the angle that we'll take. So it seems to be that they are quite confident that there is a, a case that would get that t- turned around or, or would, would see Bailey Fritch not have to miss a game. And, and, and I, I actually don't have a problem with them challenging it and, and the reasons why they're actually challenging it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Gary and Tim spoke about uh, the Bailey Fritch incident this morning on uh, SEN Breakfast. Um, I thought that he'd get a week, but you think that they will appeal, Melbourne? Um, well, we, I just showed some vision last night about the – look, I, you know our thoughts on head. If he gets yep. a week, he gets a week. Um, I watched it over and over and over. Petrarca shoves Powell, so he's not at this height. He sort of stumbled, so he sort of shoved Powell into – now, Bailey bit – he put his elbow right. up. So well, as soon as you do that, you get yourself into trouble. But um, maybe the – we saw Dangerfield, Dangerfield in the grand final last year. Yeah, Is his, it similar in that way? Well, Dangerfield didn't have the footy. He put his elbow up to protect himself and not lost it out and mm. got off. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see um, an appeal today and they can take it and find out and take give some evidence and see whether they can mount a case. But uh, just before anyone abuses us, yep. um, head high contact, as soon as that happens, then you're going to have to work pretty hard to get yourself off, aren't you? So Gary and Tim on SEM Breakfast this morning, and, and I tend to agree. Yeah, when you 
stack this up and compare this to the Paddy Dangerfield incident. One player has the ball and, and looks to do what happens countless times a game, and that's to fend off. He just didn't extend his arm. He kept his forearm out. Uh, the elbows made contact. When you compare it to the Paddy Dangerfield one who put a forearm up to protect himself, if he's got no case to answer for in that situation uh, and the ramifications of that were far worse on Nick Vloston than they were on Tom Powell, then I don't see how he doesn't get off this. Um, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, the case is before the tribunal as we speak. In the moment uh, that there is a decision, we will let you know. The other tribunal case tonight is in the VFL, which is concerning uh, Paddy McCartan. We all know the horrific run of head trauma that he's had and the, um, the, the large amount of concussions that he has endured throughout uh, his career. The vision, though, that uh, it was put up and that you see of him striking out at Aaron Black in frustration uh, is one of the more confronting images we've seen on a, on a footy field in, in, in a while. And people have harkened back to, you know, Barry Hall and Brent Staker and, and a few others like that. Um, this one certainly is pretty jarring when you look at it. We haven't seen an incident like that in a, in a long time. Um, Paddy McCartan, who for anyone that knows him, said, is, has been shocked by this and said it's completely out of character for who the person they know and uh, and the person that they believe that he is, he has taken it upon himself to release a, a video apologising for his actions today. And I thought we'd play that in its entirety. I'd just like to apologise to everyone really about what happened on the weekend. Obviously, I'm really disappointed in what happened and um, I'm, I'm gutted, honestly. Yeah, I just feel terrible about what happened and really wanted to apologise to everyone. Um, firstly, to Aaron. I'm just really glad that he's OK. Um, I spoke to him yesterday and he let me know that he's all right, which I'm really, really happy about. And um, I just wanted to apologise to him and his family um, for what happened. And as I said, I'm really, really sorry and, and deeply regretful for what happened. And hopefully next time I see him, I can shake his hand and we can move past it to the wider footy community and... A lot of the people that have sort of supported me over my journey over the last few years, I just wanted to let everyone know how, how sorry I am about what happened and I know that through some actions I made on the weekend, probably lost some of the respect of, of people in the footy community and, and that's something that I'm really um, upset about and, and really disappointed in and um, hopefully the actions that I can make on the field but also in the wider community sort of going forward with the things that I do can um, go about earning back some of the respect that I've lost and, and I'll do everything I can to do that. And just lastly to the, the Sydney Swans, to the footy club, obviously I haven't been here for a long time and I'm, I'm, I'm on the VFL list at the moment, but I know exactly what the culture is, stands for and I know when you put the jumper on um, every weekend you stand for something much bigger than yourself and, and that's not just players that are here now but people that have been here before me and, and supporters and fans and members and people in sponsorship and all over the place and you know what I did on the weekend let, let a lot of people down and and I'm really upset about that and, and really apologetic for it. So, um, yeah, I'll do everything I can to earn the respect back of everyone that, you know, I've sort of lost. And, yeah, and I'll, I'll go about doing that and showing people that what happened isn't a, a pattern of behaviour of mine and, and it's not something that's ingrained in my personality. It's just a mistake and I'll, I'll um, do everything I can to, to learn from it and make sure it doesn't happen again. So, yeah, thanks. So that was Paddy McCartan on the Swans website. So under no obligation to do that, but took it upon himself to release that video and make that apology. And you can hear how heartfelt that is it doesn't excuse the action of course and he doesn't make any excuses for the action which I thought was impressive uh, as well but that case is happening as we speak so we'll bring you an update on that uh, as it happens as well but I thought instead of just playing a, a portion of that that we would hear it in its entirety from Paddy McCartan one uh, 736 736 old mate Max and Mick stay right there I'll come to you on the other side of this and off the text, uh, people saying now they've listened to us about Thursday night teams. What about Thursday night footy? It's a no-brainer. Should be every week. Look, at the risk of sounding greedy, because you take the wins when you can get them. When you feel like you've been heard, 
and that decisions have been made because of the collective voice of, of the people. But while they're at it, <laughs> while they're at it, why not just with a stroke of a pen bring Thursday night footy back ASAP uh, as well? Why don't we double down? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 It's Southeast Melbourne Phoenix membership day as well. Yanni Wetzel's a, a young star on the rise and he'll be joining me before we finish up. Uh, at about 6.45, he'll jump on with us. In the meantime, your say on the news of the day. This is time on SEN. Sam McClure is tweeting that uh, umpires coach... Hayden Kennedy has resigned from the position that he's held since 2013. So that's news just to hand. Don't have any more info than that, other than that uh, it's being reported that AFL umpires coach Hayden Kennedy uh, has resigned from his post. Uh, the news today that uh, that and the confirmation that the Frio Brisbane game will be moved from Optus Stadium to the Gabba this weekend uh, has come through and uh, early today and. Fremantle CEO Simon Garlick has said that the decision was the right outcome for both the club and the AFL competition. He said the current COVID-19 situation in WA doesn't yet allow for the certainty of crowds in attendance at Optus Stadium this weekend. For two consecutive weeks, we have played with no supporters in the stands and this fixture swap gives us the best chance to play in front of our faithful members and fans in full voice later in the season. So that's the way that the, the Fremantle Dockers are looking at it. And and well, I think how everyone would look at it, if, if you've got the choice of just pressing pause on a game at home that's not going to get you any fans and make you no money, which they've lost over a million dollars, uh, they believe, in, in ticket sales and, and revenues that would have come in from the various streams from the last home game that uh, had no fans in attendance. West Coast saying up to around $2 million they lost um, for the derby, uh, the crowdless derby that we saw over the weekend. So that will go back uh, in round 21. So the 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 corresponding fixture between these two teams round 21 will now go back to Optus stadium. So hopefully by then uh, this is sorted, but we touch wood and keep our fingers crossed. Old mate in Ashwood wants to talk about the people and the, how their power uh, has caused the big change today. The team's back on a Thursday night. Old mate, hello to you. I do mate. I do want to have a chat about the people and uh, the power to the people. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, there's a few things that have happened uh, with regards to, you know, politics and footy and across the board in general, which have, um, you know, I will say it, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, um, the EPL decision of the, the Super League decision uh, for a starters. I think from a grassroots perspective, a lot of those teams like from Italy, England, Spain, they're, they're teams which net a, a massive amount of profit, and their respective leaves they, they dominate them. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe like is that really a, a net plus for those leagues if they stay in those leagues, or you know what? Like, I guess maybe um, if they were to form their own breakaway league um, and, and compete against each other, wouldn't that give the, the lower teams, like for instance in the EPL, uh, I guess Norwich City, who are coming up? Uh, teams like that, more of a chance, uh, you know, to have an even competition. You know, you got the Leicester Cities and Norwich the teams which don't make as much of these big Super League teams. Do you think that perhaps, uh, perhaps if, if they actually did form their own league and were allowed to do so, perhaps, you know, like and wanted to compete against each other, they'd have their own league and then the other leagues would, um, would be able to benefit more from that, I guess. Uh, that's the question I'd be asking, um, rather than, you know, have them stuck, you know, and dominating their respective leagues like Italy, England, Spain. Yep. Uh, old mate, uh, I wasn't aware that we were going back to the Super League, but I appreciate you bringing it up again. 
it's an interesting question that you raise. Uh, I think in terms of the fans, they hope that we never have to find that out. Those clubs are all net givers, though. One of the reasons why they attract so many billions of dollars in uh, TV money revenue um, and rights money is because those clubs are the size they are, whereas the other clubs are the beneficiaries of those clubs being uh, to the scale that they are to bring in the money that they do. So they wouldn't be able to command the same amount of dollars in the Premier League if they didn't have those six clubs. Um, That's that's taking in and, and waiting to see. That might correct itself. If the fans just didn't go, then maybe... Uh, that would be something down the track. But there would certainly be a substantial loss and and major pain felt financially uh, from those competitions in the short term. Um, but thankfully, we're, well, at this stage, it doesn't look like we're going to have to find that out. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Paddy in the Tribunal update. The VFL lawyer advocating is saying uh, six weeks to send a clear message. Sydney want three with an early guilty plea. Uh, I think six is probably about right. Um, and wouldn't be disappointed if it was more. I think three is just too, too low. Um, and you lose in the court of public appeal when you ask for a sentence like that. When you look at what else gets three weeks, yeah, you can't be asking for three weeks. I think they've misread the room yeah, in that space there, the Swans wanting just three, uh, even with the clean rap sheet that, uh, or the, 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 no, the no rap sheet that Paddy McCartan has. Uh, Max is in Dandenong. G'day, Max. Oh, good day, mate. Hope you're well. Yeah, thank you. Um, you too. Very, ad- thank you. Very admirable of Paddy McCartan to put out that um, press release type thing. I think, you know, that that shows a lot of character about about the man. Yep. Um, but my point is about the IPL. Um, why did it take him so long to realise? Hey, you know, we've got a, a catastrophe in India. It's it's so terrible what's going on and they finally announced oh we know we'll just cancel the thing and secondly why did they have it in the first place i mean did someone at the ipl you know were they on mars or something and you know when these numbers started increasing and why did they have the ipl at all i mean in my point of view it's like the olympics they shouldn't be having that based on what's happening in japan i mean i just don't know what the thinking is behind the indian premier league at all who's running that show and you know, they sleep behind a wheel well, or something. Well, the BCCI, yeah, Max, it's a, it's a fair question. And I, look, I'm not as keyed into this and connected to it as others. And, and Pete Lawler speaks to Jared Waitley regularly, and Jared himself is is well connected to uh, what's happening in the world of cricket. But to me, I feel like it's hubris to feel like maybe they were above it all and that would could could avoid it all. And feeling like they were providing something of a ray of hope for, for people who are confined to their homes. So I understand that. Um, but they probably needed, yeah, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing and, and I'm not in a position that runs that kind of uh, something on the size or, or magnitude or the scale, but it would just seem that maybe they were just a little bit head in the clouds about exactly what was going on around them and their role in it, maybe just overestimating or overstating their particular role in what was happening in their direct world. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Mick's in Belan. G'day, Mick. G'day, mate. Yeah, good. What have you got for I'm gonna, me? I'm going to go against the grain a bit here, but this all this fuss about these Thursday night teams, I mean, I don't I don't really tip and I don't gamble on betting and anything like that, so I couldn't care about the Thursday night teams because all I want is my coach, which is not doing very well at the moment, but Nathan Buckley, I want him to play mind games with the opposition team and I don't care if he brought the teams out an hour before the game. So, you know what I mean? And I know I understand all this betting, but 
if, if you bring out the teams on a Thursday night, by the time Sunday's game comes around, there's going to be a few changes in that time anyway. So if someone puts a bet on Thursday night, by the time Sunday comes, the bet's stuffed up because there's going to be changes anyway. And then, and then let me give a point about the IPL. Um, I'm sorry, but they chose money over health. I mean, you make your bed, you lay in it. So everyone, everyone knew what was going on over there before, before they went. There was 50 to 60,000 cases a day over there. Now it's blown out to 350,000. The government can't keep forcing out money to look after people on their own stupidity. And, we, and, I, and I want our government to do everything they can to not let all that come back into our country. Because, you know, you know yourself, Sam, the last 12 months has, has given hell to everybody in Australia. So a lot of people lost their jobs and everything. So we did not want another outbreak here. Yeah. So you go over there. Yep. If you go over there, do your 14 days quarantine and then come home. Whatever, however, however it is, it's be done. Mick, without getting into political debate about it, um, I would think that uh, I, I find it quite cold that we're turning our backs on Australians that are over there, but that's my own personal view. I appreciate everything else that you uh, rang, rang and have a chat about, and I don't want to get into the politics of this, but from a sporting point of view, uh, it would seem that they have put the money first for as long as they could, and now just through the sheer weight of numbers from the IPL have decided to postpone what's happening at the moment and try to uh, relocate and re-establish. one uh, Mark, Jono, Alan, Dave, stay right there. We'll get to your calls on the other side of this. Yanni Wetzel to join me in about five minutes' time from South East Melbourne Phoenix. It's South East Melbourne Phoenix Membership Day today. Use the code word PNX Phoenix for $10 tickets available at Ticket Tech. Looking forward to catching up with Yanni Wetzel. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Time on your say on the news of the day. Hey, thanks to Spirit of Tasmania too. You could toss the coin at the North Melbourne v Collingwood match this Saturday. Enter at iCanWin.com.au before the end of tomorrow. That's Wednesday. So you've got till the end of tomorrow to get yourself involved in that. But that is a fantastic prize. Uh, Mark's in Greenvale. Hello, Mark. G'day, Sam. How you going? Um, I heard this apology by Paddy McCartney on the uh, news this afternoon and I've got a couple of comments about it and what you've said about the Swans asking for three weeks fits into that. If Paddy McCartan was sorry, that apology would not have been done within a day of video of his incident being done. If Paddy McCartan was sorry, McCartan would be throwing himself at the mercy of the court and accepting their verdict rather than appealing for three weeks. We don't, we don't know if that's his decision or the club's decision, Mark, so I'd, yep. I'm happy to give him the benefit of that's the doubt fair. there. Yeah, that's fair enough. But also I would say that I think that I, I feel really sorry for Paddy McCartan. I, I think he's gone through hell to get where he is. Mm-hmm. But he seems like he's got white wine fever. That's what that incident reminded me of. Maybe he's been scragged and whatever, but that's going to happen in AFL. And if you have love of the game, you will ignore that sort of stuff and you'll focus on that. And personally, I'd like to see him retire and I'd like to see him find a passion or a love away from football because he can't be involved in incidents like that ever again. Mark, I appreciate the call and uh, I I agree. It it is... uh, (laughs) It's an ugly, ugly incident, um, the likes of which we haven't seen for a long time, and there is no excuse for it. And uh, and I don't think when he brings up his diabetes and blood sugar, I don't think that's an excuse. I think that's context. Um, I don't, 
I, I won't hang him out to dry on that. But, um, yeah, I, I, if I was the Swans, I would have just said we accept. You just cannot have incidents like that happening in the game at all. If I was the Swans, I would have said we understand that it'll, it'll mean a hit for us. But I don't think you, these aren't ones you walk into, I don't think, trying to get a win. That's that's because you end up losing. Um, the, it, it fails, whether we want to use the word optics, pub test, court of public appeal, whatever it is. I think it fails in that regard. Trying to get a win, it doesn't sit comfortably uh, for me. Anyway, you might have a different opinion. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jono's on the road. G'day, Jono. Hi, Sam. Um, just to that previous caller before the ad break. Um, if betting is that serious about team selection, maybe put your money towards Beyond Blue or something of a better cause because that's uh, quite a, a silly thing to probably um, base team announcements off. But the reason I called was Paddy McCartan's messaging today was articulate and well-written. That is not authentic. And I don't think it's come off his own bat. I think like any player, they have their own manager and they have their own scripts. To be able to speak so succinctly and so fluently, he's practiced that. That is not an organic uh, apology, and I'm really surprised that a lot of callers are calling it authentic or even thinking that it actually came off the cuff. This was actually a scripted presentation. Can I, can I ask you a question, per- Jono? Do do yeah. Because I don't know him. I only know people that do. So do you know Paddy McCartan? I know people within the industry that work in PR and the, the, the wording and the fine. verbs. That's used. fine, but do you, do you know Paddy McCartan? I've actually met him a couple of times, uh-huh. so I have. So and does he's, he he's seem well like spoken. a disingenuous and insincere person to you when you met uh, him? I think, I think we're in the business of football, and I don't feel that um, being a communications major myself, I can tell when there's certain things said in, in the right verbiage, and I genuinely believe that this is a well-constructed apology that would probably be written by someone or at least vetted by someone. And the things I know about football, and I have been ingrained in footy, I certainly believe that, and I have good authority to, to have that decision. Jono, you're, more enti- you're absolutely entitled to have the cynic view, and I, I, don't, um, I don't try to take that away from you at all. You're absolutely entitled to have your say and have your opinion. And if there was someone that helped him write it, could it be that he said, I want to make sure I get this right? Could he have practiced it because he said, I want to make sure I get this right? I don't want to miss anything here. I want to make sure that people understand just how sorry I am. The fact that it's written, there are plenty of people who people write their wedding vows. Doesn't mean that it's insincere because it's written. They might get help doing it. But I I understand and I appreciate that you're entitled to your opinion. You come at it from a, a communications background. That's fine. But um, yeah, I, I guess I'm willing to give someone the benefit of the doubt. I don't excuse the incident or the act at all. As I said, that's inexcusable, which is why I don't agree with Sydney trying to get a win. But I, I don't know if people make mistakes in their life. They do the wrong thing. We lash out and, and regret things we do. Now, I haven't done it to that extent myself, but I, I certainly have done things on a footy field, playing local footy that I would wish I could take back. Um, and we're all human and so is he. And I think we just maybe sometimes want to really character assassinate people the first chance we get rather than give them the benefit of the doubt as a human being whilst not excusing the act itself. But I appreciate you're seeing it in a different sense. Uh, Dave's in Richmond. G'day, Dave. Hey, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Um, I'm concerned about these games that are being switched. What happens 
when a game there is not the, like the return leg. Like if we do have to switch the Adelaide West Coast game next week, and that's played in Adelaide or West Coast Adelaide, sorry. There's no there's no return game at the end of the season like there has been with these other two, which has been quite fortunate. What happens then? No idea. Uh, but we, we will just keep uh, our fingers crossed and hope that it's. Uh, not to that extent. Um, as you say, Brisbane and Fremantle will just play round 21 over there instead. So it's just a straight swap in, in, in that context. But um, we're still waiting to hear on whether there'll be any effect on West Coast Hawthorne this weekend. And as you say, the, the week after as well. So, Dave, I don't have an answer for you, but <laughs> let's keep our fingers and toes crossed. Thank you for calling. I, I really appreciate it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just quickly, Joe in Box Hill. G'day, Joe. Uh, good evening. Um... I don't go for the Swans. I've never met Paddy McCartan, um, so I've got no dog in the fight. But I'm just, and I'm not an apologist for what he did, mm. but I'm saying, please hear me out. If, um, and I know this was two or three years ago, but if the AFL um, counsel at the tribunal hearing asked for Jeremy Cameron to get six weeks for his hit on Harris Brown, and, well, I reckon yep. that. Yeah, um, Harris Andrews, sorry, um, then I reckon McCartan should only get three. That hit by um, by Cameron on Brown could have killed him. Brown was defenceless. He had his eye on the ball. Um, McCart- um, Jeremy Cameron came in from about yeah, we, 10 or 12 no, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Remember the incident well, Joe, and, and I appreciate you, you bringing it up. I don't mean to cut you off. We've just got Yanni Wetzel waiting uh, in the wings. So we'll get to him straight on the other side of this. But, Joe, um, I think you make some good points, and it's it's never a bad thing to just keep an eye on some other incidences in comparison as well and the way that we treated the people around that at the time. Some will say, though, that for Jeremy Cameron that was – Maybe in the act of a football act, I'm not sure, but um, we don't need to maybe get the phones ringing on that one again. But, Joe, thank you for the call. Well, Yanni Wetzel will join us on the other side of this time on, on SEN. No news from the tribunal yet in regards to Bailey Fritch, uh, who's contesting his one-week uh, high-fend suspension. Uh, the other is Paddy McCartan tonight. Uh, the call before brought up the Jeremy Cameron, uh, Harris Andrews comparison. I wouldn't thought, think that's the best comparison when trying to ascertain what's a fair suspension. We probably just need to look back to 2018 with Andrew Gaff and Andrew Brayshaw. Uh, that was an eight-week suspension. Op- to me, just having a look at both ends, I think this one actually looked worse. So when we're trying to figure out what's a fair uh, suspension, Sydney asking for three is just way, way off the mark. Um, so six to eight that's what you've got to be looking at here for this to truly be a message sent uh, in regards to the act itself. Uh, but Paddy McCartan's apology is up on the Swans website uh, as well and is worth having a, a listen to of those who are looking to, I suppose, character assassinate a person uh, just on one incident as opposed to just looking at the incident in isolation. Um, Yanni Wetzel, as we change gears now, because it is South East Melbourne Phoenix membership day, South East Melbourne Phoenix use code word PNX Phoenix for $10 tickets available at Ticket Tech. A big throwdown happening this Saturday at John Kane Arena between the Phoenix and Melbourne United, the arch rivals. It's a fun, wonderful rivalry that's been built in just the short term that the Phoenix have been in the competition. They sit fourth on the NBL ladder at the moment uh, in a final spot, but with about 10 games to go in the season, every win is worth its weight in gold. Yanni Wetzel uh, has been good enough to jump on on a big day for the club. Yanni, hello to you. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure to chat to you again, my friend. Um, what a year so far. It's um, extraordinary to think that you guys are just 
in your second season, but challenging for a final spot just goes to show how good a squad it is that you've been able to put together, uh, how deep it runs, given the injuries that you've had throughout the year uh, and just how well you're playing under coach Simon Mitchell. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's been a bit of a roller coaster of the year with injuries, guys coming in and out. Um, but for a second-year club, it's pretty awesome to be in the position we're in. And, um, we've had a, a tough stretch as of recent, so we're looking forward to getting back in that win column getting back on track and, uh, and taking care of business this last stretch of the season. There's uh, a real Kiwi flavour in the South East Melbourne Phoenix from a playing point of view. There's three other Kiwis on the roster, uh, coaching staff as well. It's, um, it's, uh, it must feel just a little bit like home when you're not living at home. 100%. 100%. Now we've got four players and the assistant coach is also Kiwi. So, um, you know, right at home, I've been, been away in America for the past five years, so it's awesome to be playing down under and having that um, that Kiwi feel to it. So, um, no, it's awesome. The, the camaraderie, the chemistry, um, even just the little jokes, cliches that we muck around with and talk about at practice. So, um, I feel right at home and, and loving my situation so far. Hey, uh, fourth on the ladder, which is the positive. The negative is lost four out of the last five. It doesn't get any easier. Um Melbourne United looking for 12 in a row against Perth tomorrow night. So they could very well be on a stretch of 12 unbeaten and you come up against them, the form team in the competition. Really important you get a win with Illawarra breathing down your necks. 100%, yeah. Melbourne's playing some real good basketball um, right now, obviously sitting at first and, and they're, um, they've come together really nicely. So it's a big big game for us and hopefully we'll have um, both Rowdy, Prokoff and Kisa back. Um, and, you know, I feel like we're playing Starting to get our groove. I mean, we've had a tough stretch, but um, chemistry-wise, we're all so bored in, um, and I feel like it's really our time to make a run. Um, it's crunch time, the business end of the season, and, um, you know, it's do or die from here on out. So I've um, got some big games ahead, and obviously starting with this one Saturday, um, going to be one of the biggest ones uh, of the season. So hopefully get some people down, down to the fire pit on Saturday and um, show out for our showdown. Uh, we can't wait. We, we hope that it's a successful evening from your point of view. And um, it's just great to see every week, I reckon we, we see that. And, and as you look over the course of the season, that more and more fans getting involved with the South East Melbourne Phoenix. It's uh, a basketball heartland, the corridor that you guys are looking to occupy uh, and, and get a real strong footprint in and a foothold in. So it's exciting times. And uh, congrats on what you've achieved so far. Good luck on what's to come, Yanni. Thank you very much for having me, mate. No, it's been a good season and love playing for the Heartland. I'm looking forward to people showing out on uh, Saturday. Thank Absolutely. You. Love it. Yanni Wetzel, very good man, very good player too. Right in the running for the Rookie of the Year, averaging 10 points and six rebounds a game coming off the bench. Uh, he was a nationally ranked tennis player as well in New Zealand. So just one of those really annoying guys that's good at everything. Uh, but uh, he's he's an absolute star, is Yanni Wetzel. Um, news just in that Paddy McCartan's been given a five-match suspension Uh, from the tribunal, VFL tribunal uh, this evening. So it was referred straight to the tribunal um, for that punch to the face of uh, Aaron Black. So five weeks is the decision. NBL show is up next. I'll be back at 7.30. If you'd like to have your say on that, you'll be just keep your powder dry until after 7.30 when I'll be back and we'll work through our Royal Flush, our best five-card hand for the best performances from the weekend's footy. But that's just news to hand now that Paddy McCartan has been given a five-match suspension. When you compare that uh, to whether it be Andrew Gaff or the last of this type we've probably seen, uh, might have been Barry Hall and Brent Staker. It seems light. It would, it, at first glance, 
um, and at uh, my first impression of it. But you'll be able to have your say on that after 7.30 when the Sporting Capital continues. In the meantime, NBL shows up next with Pete Hooley, John Mooney from the Perth Wildcats to join us. Looking forward to having a chat to John. Uh, this is a guy that uh, was an absolute star for Notre Dame, didn't get drafted, and averaged a double-double in his uh, senior year at college and is doing the same in his first year in the NBL. Uh, abs- another like Yanni, in the running for Rookie of the Year. So the NBL show up next, uh, and then the Sporting Capital back from 7.30. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.